0: Bob, what are we doing today? We're going to talk a little bit about this whole Google duplex thing and figure out if the, we've given a new definition to the term robocall. And uh, we're probably going to talk about a little bit about a, a Microsoft update, too, just to throw some more angry voices in there. But uh,
1: I guess here we go. All right, Bob, you know what grinds my gears?
0: <laughs> what?
1: grinds your gears You know what today. grinds my gears? Waking up in the morning, getting the Windows 10 update, and it just messes up everything.
0: That grinds my gears. Ooh, so we're going right into Windows 10. All right. Yeah. So I saw you tweet about that this morning and I was like, huh. I was pretty sure that a handful of years ago, there was a lawsuit about Microsoft putting their browser by default anywhere in the operating system. Wh- whatever happened with that?
1: That was like Windows 95 era. I mean, this, was, this wasn't this was just recently. I mean, this is like, hey, guys. So, you know what might have happened? Their company might have turned over that much since then. I mean, they've had a few CEOs since. Uh, right,
0: but I thought that was yeah. like a an antitrust lawsuit with the browsers. I thought that was a whole browser war. Like, hey, that's crap, guys. You can't uh, have an operating system and then force your browser down everyone's throat. But apparently we can.
1: Well, something is up because every now and then, you know, Windows 10 will kindly pop up and remind me about how Edge is safer than Chrome. Would you like to make it your default browser?
0: That seems really invasive now that you say that out loud.
1: Edge is X percent faster than Chrome on Tuesdays. <laughs> like, I thought it,
0: Yeah, I thought it was actually launching a speed test in the browser like because of course I popped it open today and I got that thing and I was like wait nope that's just an animation there's nothing real about that
1: (laughs) yeah so I I thought it was pretty weird um uh every time it pops up or today I just get an update and hey by the way we're gonna force edge down your throat some more but hey uh I did discover recently a second use case for Edge in Internet Explorer. Of course, everyone knows oh, number right. one one, which is to download Chrome. That's, that's use case <laughs> number one for those. And then use case number two is like, you know – doesn't seem like Chrome is working right. It's something cached, you know. is a DNS messed up. So that's where Internet Explorer and or Edge come into play. You're like, well, let's see what Edge and Internet Explorer have to say. We don't use that. It won't be cached. It's definitely not in the browser history. So that's yeah. We were actually playing
0: around with that the other day with uh, Cloudflare, just making sure that the DNS was doing what it was supposed to do.
1: Yes. So um, yeah, that does grind my gears. Um, you know, We've I gotta guess- have.
0: We've got to have some listeners out there that use Edge as their preferred browser, though. I've seen some, I've seen some rumblings on the tweeters.
1: Well, you know who it is. It's those who work for uh, enterprises who force no install of custom software, so you have to take that.
0: Really? So those people that are like tooting the horn of like. They they have no choice. Is that what you're uh, saying?
1: Oh, you're talking about those types. No, they those work for Microsoft. types of they, they work for Microsoft and have a skin in the game. You know, it's like the, hey guys, I just discovered on Twitter and I'm gonna tell everyone that Edge is really not that bad. And then you click on their profile, they're on the Edge development tool team. You know, it's like oh, <laughs> I get it. This is like giving yourself a five star review on the new app you just uploaded. I get it. Okay, I'll play along. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: But it's not nearly. It's still worse than like listening to your own podcast to get a listen, though, right?
1: That is pretty sad. Um, and I plead the fifth here. Um, yeah, let me call my attorney. Oh, wait, he's uh, he's a little indisposed. Uh, sorry, we you know who we're talking about. Okay, moving on.
0: Is your attorney Michael Cohen?
1: Maybe I cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny. Well, the reason why.
0: Uh, I called this meeting tonight was to talk about uh, something that you also brought to my attention today was the, the Google duplex. Yeah. So there's some demo footage rolling around and you actually watched, did you watch the full Google IO, I don't know, opening ceremonies? What did you watch um, today?
1: I'm, I'm going to say I clicked on the full video and I made about two thirds of the way through before the audio crapped out and I had to go find the cliff notes version. Um, but I, I, I made it through most of it.
0: What were your key takeaways before we dive into this duplex thing
1: of uh, the Google keynote specifically?
0: Yeah, I think you were commenting about that
1: earlier. Yeah, today. so I think they got some really cool tools that have to be powered by the tears of kittens and your privacy data. So <laughs> by the, always so, your so, privacy data. <laughs> so apparently, Silicon Valley is is powered on privacy porn because that. Every every app has to do with, say, what way can I get you to tell me about you so that I can just, you know... Can make convenience tools for you, and and the one thing that I saw was, hey, look, it's base. I see Gmail. They're typing and they're talking about Taco Tuesday. That's the subject, so that primes the AI to say, hey, this email is about Taco Tuesday. So it like tries to autocomplete of like nachos, guacamole. You know, (laughs) it's like you know gets all thematic for you, and then they get to one where you know, hey, RSVP or whatever. Here's my address, and it autofills the address. At some point. Does anyone else besides tinfoil hat Kevin go, you know what? There's a server with all of your information on it. Actually, it's not just one server. There's a data center and it's replicated and it's being powered by your information. The money machine. Does anyone else care? Am I crazy old guy? So Bob, am I crazy old guy?
0: I don't think you're crazy, old guy, but you are far more conspiracy theorist than <laughs> when we started this project. I feel like I was the one priming the tinfoil hat pump, and now all of a sudden you've like you've taken the hat and turned it into a a crown.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> is. King. Uh, it <sighs> privacy is important to me because um, who knows what? Inf- I mean, w- would we are we okay with Are you okay with the CIA collecting? Uh, information on you, or the NSA? Let's just go with either one of those. Some, some shadowy government agency collecting information on you.
0: Am I okay with it? No. Do I okay. realize it's happening? Yes.
1: All right. Can I if stop your, it? If, if your no. mom was taking notes about all your favorite stuff, you wouldn't care. So those are the two ends of the spectrum, right? Okay. Right. Mom, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I well, know you're well, Google's harmless. Google's
0: like my Google's like my new mom.
1: Yeah. So where does Google fall on that <laughs> spectrum for you? Is it closer to CIA, NSA, NSA? Is it closer to mom or is it magically in the middle?
0: I think it's this terrifying thing that I haven't fully like tried to realize. Um, There's so many, you know, gosh, there's about a billion things that I want to talk about now because we've kind of gotten this ball rolling, but you were talking about, uh, you know, the software is all being connected, and you know all that kind of stuff. Did you see? I don't want to do spoilers, but last week's episode of uh, of Silicon Valley. Absolutely, where they got their and Series B.
1: Yes, and the, you know what? Uh, real quick, aside on spoilers. If you haven't watched it by now, I really don't care. I have a twenty-four hour rule. That's it. Sorry.
0: I just <laughs> I, I just get mind blown where the art imitating life. Or The Life Imitating Art. I mean, they wrote that episode, you know, a year ago. But it's so funny that it comes out last week and now we're talking about, you know, so I guess everybody's got to be in the ad sales game. That's just the price of making software.
1: Yeah, and that's the part that I would like to bring more attention to. That when a company says, hey, we have a free product, Tim Cook of Apple will say, no, no, no not a free product you're paying you are the product just you know let's clear that up (laughs) and then facebook google um probably apple to some extent youtube um i'm probably forgetting one twitter to a lesser extent yes they the the money train is based on pimping your profile around so and that is a revelation that We all kind of knew, like, yeah, that's kind of how it works. But now it's just kind of like they're so good at harvesting our information and remarketing, retargeting to us that it's freaking creepy, man. And I'm not okay with this anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, creepy is a really good segue because we watched that demo of uh, Google Duplex today and uh, creepy was definitely one of the words that came to mind when I was watching it. How about you?
1: Yeah, so in case you haven't seen it, let's set the table a little bit here. There's two phone calls and this is during the uh, Google I.O. 2018 keynote. We have a a female voice makes a hair appointment and then the second one is a male voice makes a dinner reservation. The hair appointment was more of a confined kind of went the way you thought it would as far as the interaction where the male one with the dinner reservation I thought was much more difficult because the recipient, the, the person, the restaurant owner, uh, I guess, um, that person was more challenging from more of a, a dialect of English and also Like, no, you can't do a reservation for less than, you know, if you only have four people on a Thursday, you know, that was more difficult.
0: Right. There were logistical challenges and linguistic challenges that the software appeared to overcome. Like when I saw the first demo, I was like, man, slam dunk. You know, it was really straightforward. You know, it did kind of creep me out when the robot voice added like ums and uh mm uh-huh. You know, that was a little disturbing. (laughs) because yes. that's not the way machines speak or apparently
1: they will be soon disturbing because uh, it was human like well yes disturbing
0: because you know remember when remember when spam calls made that weird transition and like you'd pick up the phone and the, you'd, you know, you'd hear this, you know, foghorn, horn. Burr, hey, you've won a chance to go on a cruise and you thought that it was a real person. And then you tried to stop them. And then it just, the they script just kept going. It's like, this takes that to like a creepy, creepy level because there's, there's two way play. It's interactive.
1: So to me, that's the end game here, right? That's the fear. My fear is, is that call that it's just a pre-recorded trying to record my voice to nefariously use it somewhere else. The next thing is, is we'll have insert rogue state here or enemy of America or, you know, whoever is the flavor of the week that we hate. Um, Their group of cyber people will um, use this technology and be like, hey, you know what? Um, Let's just have servers call everybody and try to con them. So I see this as con software. It's like Facebook.
0: (laughs) It's Facebook fake news yet with a robot voice behind it. Then it can actually interact with you on the call. Well, I understand that you don't like candidate X, but you know, let's talk about this. What don't you like about candidate X? And like they can go through a whole scripted yet natural sounding dialogue back and forth and possibly sway someone's opinion.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm familiar with the Turing test from 1950.
0: You had shared a link with me, and I understand the context of it. It's uh, you know basically just can this thing pass a test of being a human,
1: right? It, it's kind of it's one of the quintessential AI litmus tests, essentially. So if you can pass the Turing test, you you're going to draw attention. And I would say a lot of people and I, I did some uh, nerding around. A lot of people seem to think that if this is all real technology, this just passed the Turing test because the people on the phone could not tell Didn't the difference. Notice. And that and that's what the Turing test is for those who don't know, use Wikipedia, but it's basically if you are interacting with a robot or a human, can you tell which is which or you know, can you can you tell you're talking to a robot? So, do you think it passed the Turing test? today if that's all real technology oh
0: i would have totally believed that it was a real person calling me based on what i was seeing in the demos without a doubt
1: okay so let's. i would have never questioned it i've got a list of rapid well they don't have to be rapid i've got a list of things i want to ask you do you think that was a non-scripted or do you think that is really not just a video edit
0: yeah i know you and i go back and forth all the time on this with sophia um I don't think it I think it was cherry picked that doesn't necessarily mean it was scripted so they probably had they probably ran thousands and thousands of these scenarios and those were two that stood out as being fantastic examples
1: right so i i'm with you so guys we tried 10,000 phone calls <laughs> Most of them were fart jokes And is your refrigerator running But <laughs> we got two here that actually Seem to you know work great So in in true Artist fashion let's not show All the mistakes let's just show the uh, Masterpieces so I, I, I tend to think that this did Happen but I also tend to think That there's so many failures you know Along the road that we won't see those And if these stick out Uh, You know, for good reason, but I also think that, hold on, guys, I don't think we're ready to, um, you know, launch Skynet just yet.
0: Yeah, I saw some articles today like, don't get excited because the Pixel earbuds were demoed last year and apparently they were a little bit of a bust, but I've heard people rave about them at the same time. So I don't know.
1: So, one interesting insight I had this genuinely, but I also found a, I think it was a Verge article. So hey, cool, Google, you can do all these things. But did, do you realize you just called a bunch of people without their consent and made them a part of an experiment? And how do you feel about that?
0: Do you think that they did that, or do you think they got consent from like, let's say, for the restaurant? Well, restaurant and the hair place. Do you think they got consent from the owner and the owner consented on behalf of the employees?
1: Okay. Let, let's follow that path. If the owner knows and the employee doesn't know, is it unethical to, like, to subject your employees to a science experiment, for lack of a better term, without their consent?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a product. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure in the history of restaurants and hair care places, there's been experimental products used we're not solving cancer honest. here.
1: This is a money-making
0: oh, venture. No, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about consumer-based products. Mm-hmm. So, at a restaurant, they might replace, you know, we've replaced the regular coffee with, you know, or and didn't tell the staff, or you know, we've replaced these hair care products with these other hair care products to get honest feedback from our stylists. So, I mean, it happens.
1: So, Bob, if if we take out <laughs> one of the people who were on those phone calls drop you in there and now you're a part of the keynote, would you give them permission to to be a part of it?
0: Oh, I'm sure I would because I would be like starstruck star by the initial shock of the technology.
1: Okay. Now, let's, And then let's, terrified let's later. <laughs> let's rewind. Okay, so let's say the owner knows and now the employee also knows and they consent. Does that ruin the magic trick if you know you're talking to a robot?
0: If the consent... If the consent is after the fact, no, it doesn't ruin it at all. But if it's beforehand, I think it does bias the interaction. There's no way that the interaction was biased on that second one,
1: though. Uh, I that could
0: have been blind luck. That could have been blind luck on the result, but that was not biased. Cause, that cause person did not know.
1: I, I haven't read anywhere that they came out and said... These, nobody knew this was a double blind taste test you know <laughs> none of that so, so you know the conspiracy theorist in me fine we'll just say it <clears throat> is uh, that you know maybe they were in on it and they were prompted because you brought up Sophia earlier and yeah it does bother me that I see Sophia on stage I see guy rich white guy behind podium He says some things, and then, you know, that's on script. He's clearly reading from a script, and then she replies, and it's his turn. Then it's her turn, his turn. And that's just like... uh, She's
0: done press conferences, though.
1: Yes, but Sophia is not what I heard today. Sophia is what I would expect a robot to sound like. Correct. Yes. Yes.
0: No, now could they saddle Sophia up with that same technology, then things are starting to get a little weird or uh, weirder.
1: It gets a lot weirder. Um, yeah. So I I'm I'm of the camp that just because you can doesn't mean you should, and I apply that to very broad net in in life. So, do you yeah, think I would I would guess
0: the greater population of People who think they're doing things to advance society—they're not dialed into that. Like, I mean, we're—it's so funny that we've talked about Black Mirror episodes so many times when we were back in that other world um, that uh, it's just we're living it. Like today was a Black Mirror. Like today, that keynote was the intro to a Black Mirror episode. And later on in the episode, something really, really bad happens with that robot dialogue technology.
1: <laughs> well, so let's let's look at the actual intent of the technology. And again, I, I took this from the Verge article, the thought. This is not an original thought. So let's say this works out, this is great. So now I don't even have to call somebody. So I can basically at a push of a button, I can I can send my reservation request. Sounds innocent, right? Except Bob's Steakhouse on Friday night in Batavia, Illinois is super popular, and that's really hard to get into. And now I have an app that'll do all the legwork for me. And now I get ten thousand phone calls from automated response. You know, the automated <laughs> AI. And I know this is totally a contrived example, but number one, the person who pushes the button, this is called Bob Steakhouse. A doesn't have to have any patience or manners. They just can hit the button. All right, try again. Okay, try again. Does that put a weird burden on small business?
0: Well, you know what the next evolutionary step is, though? There's receiving technology where you can take all those calls without having to have a human there because the AE, the AE, AI can (laughs) interpret what's being asked and handle the reservation. And, you know, that's, that's a step towards staff elimination in my mind. Like, and it's the next logical step. If there's an automated calling, there's going to be an automated reception.
1: So why even have so why even have so so if, you know if, if you do the it like the math thing, backwards honestly why do we even need the voice technology why don't we just say you know what integrate with some api and make a freaking reservation <laughs>
0: baby steps i mean i like the voice aspect of it because but I, I honestly though when i saw people posting you know like oh great i'll never have to make a phone call again and under the guise of their introversion which i get but I'm not gonna, like, I love tech, and I would, I'm arguably, arguably pretty damn lazy as well, but I can't see myself configuring an app to call to schedule my haircut or my dinner reservation.
1: So, all right. I I just can't. Um It would be nice if we had a phone uh, sound. Um, so what would be... Oh, man. It's like, it would be nice if I had money laying in my lap. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I, no. I, can, I can only do rings. I just got the phone. All,
0: right. I, All do, right. I do have, though, and I didn't know the right time to break this. Um, I do have the recording of their very first um, test with this technology. Oh, I got to hear Should we, it. Should yeah. we break it? Yeah. All right. So uh, I kind of let in a little bit with the ring. That was, you know, I'm teasing with that. But uh, actually, if you just uh, hold tight, here's the actual first test recording that they did in its entirety. Two, five, seven. Two, five, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 0 the hell is this, Bob? <laughs> so that was the one they didn't release at the keynote today. So obviously you can see that it's come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: the hell? All right. So. Sorry, riddle, fun with the soundboard. <laughs> riddle me this, Batman. Um, your, your internet just crapped out. You're on the phone with your ISP. So this is two years, five years from now. Press zero for this. Press one for that. So when you press zero, I mean, A, maybe that first menu just turns into a bot. Maybe there is no press one for this, zero for this.
0: Right. It's going to be like, hello, and thanks for calling ISP name at a later date. How can I direct your call?
1: I want to talk then, to a supervisor. That's that's my first thing I'm going to say. Well, our
0: supervisors are in many different uh, categories. What department would you like to speak to?
1: Well, see, that's that's the problem I have with this. So you ever been to a website and you're like, okay, I, I just want to call whoever owns this place. I need to get somebody on the phone. And you can't find the website or phone number. And then you get directed right. to the contact form. It will get back to you within, well, whenever we feel like it. Right. So I have a feeling that if if we take humans out of customer service one day, because this clearly would be a replacement for customer service. Um, do we just get to a point where, you know what, just put up the customer service and make the customer service rebut everything upsell you on everything (laughs) and just tell you, no, 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 you can't have your money back. Is that, is that where we're going? Uh, It'd probably be way better
0: than dealing with the people that do it already because they get really annoying. The robot robot might be passive and calming (laughs) because the robot won't get mad yet.
1: <laughs> no, it will uh somehow tie into my smart home and like make my now year 2020 mini blinds that go up and down mysteriously fall on me when i you know get too close to the window <laughs> choke me out you know yeah thanks this is great
0: F- future robots talking after <laughs> work yeah i've been taking those damn customer service calls for about a millennium now <sighs>
1: you know, you know People. the more I, the more i think <laughs> about your idea of having a receiver to talk to a bot that there's just a refactor that says we don't need either one now we just need an api integration we need yet another product
0: Yeah, but what you keep saying API integration to me that's I mean there has to be there has to be a sender and a receiver. Yeah, it's called a website. Well, people don't use those. That's why they're doing these robot. Okay, it's called an app.
1: It's called your smartphone. Rather than hit the call button,
0: (laughs) those are all so two thousand and
1: seventeen.
0: yeah, We're but the, the more I think now, of it, man.
1: the more I think about it. This the use case that they presented is completely ridiculous.
0: Yes, it is ridiculous, but it's the future.
1: We can we so this is like saying Bob, we let's do this podcast, but let's do it in French because we can. Let's put barriers in between us. Well, why don't we just speak English? Because you'll I'll, you'll say something in French. I'll have to translate that to English, process that say something back in french to you and you'll have to do the same thing or we can just speak in english well
0: but won't it be cool when there's robot kevin and robot bob and we don't even have to record the podcast they can just do it for us
1: (laughs) uh no because humans are at least participating when we you and i are here is what i'm saying well the robots will be
0: participating when they fill in for us i can't wait for the first robot fill in
1: so, so we always see these like future, like the year 2050 and then we have flying cars and whatnot, you know, the building, somehow New York City, like turned into all titanium and lights, you know, all, you see these like very skinny, tall buildings, nothing but lights, you know, it's just like super futuristic. I totally refute we're going anywhere near that in, in the year 2050 or even farther. We're going to have, you know, humans are humans. We still like, I, I like coffee. I don't want to drink synth syntheth- I can't even say it. Fake coffee. Holodeck <laughs> coffee. Yeah. You know, at some point. Shout out to our
0: brothers on the uh, Stardate podcast.
1: Yes. The brothers weems. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, we, technology it isn't meant for all walks of life. It's meant for hey. the thorny parts, in my opinion.
0: Uber. Uber is in talks right now with somebody on the flying car thing. So, It's happening. I get Right it. after the flying cars, then we get the titanium buildings and the lights. Guaranteed.
1: Okay, 20, so... 2030,
0: 20, boom, done.
1: Yes, because flying cars are going to be amazing for people who can't even afford a proper meal most times, right?
0: We're going to have, like, bare minimum or base level income, whatever that thing is. Okay, and
1: you, brought up bro-
0: you brought up the... is going to be meaningless. Just Bitcoin all the things.
1: You brought up the Star Trek reference, so let's go there, okay? So Star Trek has a pretty amazing outlook on the future. Really, there's... You know, if, if you're looking from the Federation's perspective, they, they don't really have money problems. They don't have food problems. They... they you know what? All they do is they just kind of, like, meddle. And then they say, no, Prime Directive, we can't meddle. Then they go meddle some more. Then they say, Prime yes, Directive. but
0: didn't all that happen because of catastrophic events on the home planets?" Just like with the reboot of uh, uh, Lost in Space? I'm like, isn't all that stuff being driven, even in Star Trek, because home planet going to shit
1: so yes i get it so get it science fiction all that so we've got a planet it's it's not so bad rather it's than going to
0: shit what it do you is think going to shit. mars
1: it, it is going well if you think mars is going to be better than earth for whatever it reason will be
0: because we'll have fewer people when we get there
1: you know the thing is is humans will take their problems with them
0: Oh yeah, but when there's only a thousand humans there, or ten thousand, or even a hundred thousand, their problems are going to be less amplified than seven billion. No
1: way, they'll be like ten percent, or Doctor Smith from Lost in Space, <laughs> and they'll infect the rest of the population, and you know, rinse, repeat, humans. So you know what Star Trek has taught me, and it's taught me at a very young age: humans. I'm not going to give you a chance to answer. Humans are the most <laughs> terrible creatures. We are so evil to each other. Star Trek taught you that? Yeah. Oh. Not, kinder- not not kindergarten? <laughs> oh, well, primary and secondary school, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but Star Trek, you know, really, Star Trek to me isn't a show about technology for the most part. Technology is kind of a mechanism. It's really about exploring humanity and how flawed we are and, you know, emotions and and gosh, we're really terrible creatures. Um, so, I think even if we go to Mars, we are just going to take our problems with us. And that, that's even if you take all your most like moral, noble people. Guess what? People die, and they're, they're going to have to reproduce. And guess what? All them kids that right, you know, come to second generation, they're probably you know, they, they have to be raised by people who are explorers and they went to Mars expecting a one way trip and now that we have kids and gosh, this is really weird because we we're the type of people that don't have kids, but they tell us we had to have kids and now we gotta raise them. Oh man. Yeah, so anyway. Weird tangent. Well, I think
0: you've just referenced like every uh what what do they call those books that the teens were reading post I don't know. Gosh. I need to get my articulation dialed up a little bit.
1: So um, kind of trying to blend Star Trek and technology. Um, So Star Trek, in my opinion, brought us the iPad. Um, It brought us, uh, you know, know, Captain Picard from the next generation had the little iPad looking thing. Um, The communicator, um, you know, kind of point to point. You know, it was kind of cell phoney. So there's several examples of Star Trek technology that kind of manifest in real life. But I think now real life is looking, um, you know, at things and they're going, all right, guys, yeah. You know, so Star Trek proved that, uh, yeah, we can dream up stuff and then we can make it happen. Let's just unchain ourselves. And I think that's where we're at, where it's like, you know what? We're Google. We got a bunch of nerds sitting around. Let's let's do it. And nobody, there. I would like to know. I know who the CEO is, the CTO is, but is there a, um, another CEO called the Chief Ethical Officer? And I, I don't think they have those in Silicon Valley.
0: I think I saw some info. Not it's some reference to Chief Ethical Officers. That wasn't you today, was it? Mm-mm. I saw some reference to it. I don't know if it's you know if they they exist or not. But I think we're getting to the time where someone's going to have to be the 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 moral compass of these organizations. But, but are they
1: compatible with ethics at this point? You got Google looking at the Pentagon contracts going, don't be evil. Hey, yeah, we'll blow up some people for you. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're good. So, uh, that just feels weird. And then could you imagine being the chief ethical officer at Google and saying, "Hey guys, we really shouldn't do this." You'll be run out of the state of California within minutes.
0: Actually, that's interesting because Whose board of directors are they trying to diversify? And the board of directors said no. And the the staff is up in arms. Was that Google?
1: Uh, Well, Google's been plagued with diversity issues for a very, very, very long time.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to think.
1: uh, Hey, hey, you um, know, if I'm sitting, if I'm chief ethical officer, fictional, sitting next to Zuck. Hey, uh, I see you guys just want to do more of this. Privacy harvesting thing uh, You ever think that maybe we've, we've done You know I don't know Enough And maybe we should uh, You know Let people just You know Completely opt out And just You know Have friends And not worry about the whole Selling you thing The the, the long Thousand yard stare That Zuckerberg would give you Would be epic There's just <laughs> no way Because I think we nailed it In the show open here What makes Silicon Valley run private information
0: oh yeah it's the new oil i've said it before it's not mine but you should, patent, I, or, uh, not patent.
1: It. You should trademark that tm data is privacy you know we're on record right when we publish this we will be like look we we, we stuck our or bob stuck his claim
0: I think I saw it somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Well,
0: now we owe royalties, Bob. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that brilliant, so I, I'm pretty sure I saw it somewhere. Uh it's a very common sentiment though throughout technology that you know and we
1: see it everywhere. Uh, so if if you, you can't have an ethical officer that has real teeth cuz you can have one, I'm not saying you can't have one, but that's the person who just kind of sits in the room and kind of goes, yeah. I mean, when the CEO looks at the The other CEO looks at you and goes, hey, ethical officer, we good? And kind of like, you know, knowing that he knows, you know, these stock options I might give you might depend (laughs) on your answer. Sounds a lot like Hooli's
0: spiritual advisor for Galvin, (laughs) Gavin Belson.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: that show is life. It it totally mimics life. Whoever writes for that show is
1: plugged in, man. Yeah, yeah. They are so plugged in. I, so money, you know, no shocker, money seems to be the root of all of humanity's problems. (laughs) So I also think that Google, you know, when they say we've got this awesome campus, blah, 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 you know, that's got to be funded. It's got to be funded. You know, oh, Google Maps, right? So suddenly Google Maps goes from oh yeah it's free yeah it's a public service yeah we just you know we want to connect people we want to get you where you're going blah 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 that's Kevin's
0: buzz phrase right there we just connect connect
1: people (laughs) now we want a credit card and that's cool if you don't want to give us a credit card but yeah what happens if we don't we don't get the service right after June as far as I know though I don't know but I'm expecting cut off that's it. Thanks uh, for I playing. Figure that out. Your API Ugh. key is not associated with a billing account.
0: Where Nobody... are all the angry voices? Where, where, where
1: is the there mob? they? There. So uh, it's it, it's total bait and switch to me now. You know, I think you mentioned to me, well, Kevin, this is like a decade coming. You know, you know, at some point, you got to kind of i don't know yeah but i bought
0: in i thought it was going to be like three years in they were going to flip it all and now all of a sudden you know you're 10 years in you're like yeah i kind of like this this is a pretty comfortable
1: ride so are you using google drive and like docs and sheets you know those services well
0: because of my affiliation with the school district yeah i'm totally totally piped into google because that's what they use
1: well here's what google can do and i totally expect them to do hey guys you, you you don't have to stop using our service. You can if you want. You can download your docs if you'd like, but you know what? After this date, you're gonna have to have a credit card file just in case you use more than what we think, you know, is is fair. And we'll decide. Well, that. I think
0: we talked about this a little bit last time, you know, with the Gmail. They you gotta pay for those accounts now too. So they've got they've got your digits. Google well, ads. They don't, they, got your digits. they don't
1: have mine. They don't have mine. I I pay for my own private email. Um
0: Right, but if you're using Gmail, I'm saying they've yeah, got Yeah, so
1: digits. the employer, um, some other clients require me to use Gmail. And I, I don't like Gmail because I, I'm certain that they harvest your content, right? I mean, isn't that a like a known thing?
0: I'm pretty sure that was the uh, foundation layer for <laughs> all this data that they're using. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with Google lately. And, and that's really weird because... <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Who's on our shit list?
0: Um, We're not happy with Facebook. We're not happy with Google. Not happy we're not with happy with YouTube. Well, that's kind of still Google. Yeah. Uh,
1: Amazon, I'm pretty okay with. Off. They're, they're oh, raising, geez. they're raising prime, and and they won't like stop broadcasting what I'm buying to the ad networks. You know, there's that.
0: Ah, uh, true. But I still, I'm still an Amazon uh, fanboy.
1: Let, let's flip Twitter. the script. We're still okay with Twitter, right? Yeah. Let's flip the script. Who, who, are, what big or brand out there that you don't like? Suspect is just being completely evil. I, I, let me start. You said Twitter, and I'll 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 not disagree with that. I think Twitter's fairly do an okay job i would say netflix netflix is freaking huge and yes they want to know what i watch but that helps the playlist but i don't see a third party i don't see my amazon like the thing i looked at over here you know on amazon on device one i don't see you know this new thing that i was thinking about buying on my smart tv
0: well and let's remember other than amazon all those other companies aren't charging you anything Netflix is. So I'm okay with that. But like you said, we're not seeing data there. So maybe that's, that's the key. If you've got revenue, you don't need to, but no one's going to pay for those. I'm not going to pay for Facebook. I'm never going to pay for YouTube. uh
1: that's why I do, I, Well, they have YouTube Red, so they want you to. I know,
0: and I almost started paying for it just to see Cobra Kai, but then I decided, nope, not going to happen.
1: So I don't even know what Cobra Kai, I've heard of that. What is it? Can you can you make me? It is cool. a web series
0: with the original cast members, other than Mr. Miyagi, of course, from uh Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Yeah, it. so it's Karate Kid 30 years later. Okay.
1: Is so uh, Ralph Daniel Macchio and- in it?
0: Yeah, Danny LaRusso, uh, Ralph Macchio is in it, and then the guy that was the,
1: get him a body
0: bag, that guy from uh, Cobra Kai, he's the other main character. Danny LaRusso is apparently a a car salesman. So we've got
1: that. We've got Roseanne (laughs) that's been resurrected. We've got Fuller House. Um, What else? Oh, and then they're bringing back Murphy Brown. Ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) have have we run out of ideas i would say normally yes but damn netflix sure as hell has some good stuff so um back on track so i say netflix is doing good you say twitter who else we got on on the uh we're not pissed off list
0: i'm okay with instagram but they're still part of the evil empire so part
1: of yeah what about microsoft Uh... (laughs) I mean, they they're just so of... sad.
0: I don't even consider them. They're just tools.
1: So, like tools that I use. So I like Microsoft. However, they piss me off when they like break my settings on my updates. <laughs> so that pisses me off. Uh, they piss me off when they throw Edge at me. Like, like I'm really gonna change. My, of course, well, you're a developer, Kevin. You're special. Well, okay, fine. Yeah, sure, but. Whatever. Um, what else does Microsoft do to piss me off? Azure is great, but they're. I, I'm sorry, Microsoft people, if you're listening, which would be great. First off, <laughs> <laughs> second, um, your your portal is so confusing. Your Azure portal is so freaking confusing.
0: I love the layers of nested navigation moving in from the left. And then, oh, hey, we'll throw one over
1: on the right, too, just for fun. <sighs> yeah, and eventually you can have a, this what feels like an infinite horizontal scroll, you know, of yes, what is going on. Kevin, there's clearly there's breadcrumbs right there. That is as long as the screen at this point. Two, two layers of
0: breadcrumbs going in two different directions.
1: So, okay, Microsoft. Amazing. Uh, Microsoft, you're officially in timeout right now. Um. So, hire some UI people, please. So, YouTube, Google, Facebook, you're grounded. Um, <laughs> Microsoft, you're on no, timeout. They're, they're not even grounded. They're disowned. Netflix, you're gonna get a special birthday present. Yes, you're <laughs> getting
0: a you're getting a raise in your allowance, and I don't even care. Yes. Perfect. All right.
1: Who else we got out there? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, let's let's let me throw just like a an oldie but goodie. Do you use Yahoo anymore? No. Have you ever used Yahoo? Uh,
0: back in the day, the Umbraco Forum was a Yahoo group.
1: Did you have That's like Yahoo Messenger? Because last... Yahoo Messenger was really cool, I thought.
0: I did use that for a couple of days, but then I quickly moved on to a multi-chat client, Trillium or something like that. And okay. used. AOL and blah
1: blah blah. So Yahoo nope. doesn't get Yahoo's a raise. not on my list. Yahoo doesn't get a raise. They're not timeout. They're not grounded. They get flowers on their anniversary of their death. Right? They're. Oh, I think gone. they need to be. A, I think they need to be adopted. Oh man. Ooh. I think they're orphans. And these metaphors are kind of creepy. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Gosh, it, it really drops off from there, right? I mean, so you've got kind of like the core, and then it's like, woo. So Uber. All right. Uber is a big one. So I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the Silicon Valley oh God. intro that are has we going to talk
0: about, <laughs> are we going to talk about Uber versus Lyft or,
1: well, uh, I don't know if I could hold a candle to, to light that conversation at all. Um,
0: well, no, there's just so much controversy about Uber, you know, like there was movements. So I've deleted, delete your Uber app because of the, <laughs> People treatment and well, and the first
1: confirmed death from an automated vehicle is you know courtesy of Uber, right? So
0: yeah, but I mean, think about the numbers game we're talking about here. It it was was going to happen. Death, yeah, one death from an automated car versus you know like call it probably low ten thousand due to human error.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to run the numbers, right? How many automated What's the success? Right, you'd have to get the ratios, right? Yeah, exactly. It's all about ratios. So, I mean, it's sad that anyone would lose their life, but um, let me ask you that. We haven't really talked about automated driving. Um, do you think? It's do not you think, true,
0: man. We did on the we did on the YouTube show.
1: It, <laughs> yeah, but our YouTube show is on timeout to it's dead yeah dead to us youtube grounded us so yes (laughs) so um all right automated driving go automated driving do you see the utility in it do you see yourself going yeah i can't wait for an automated vehicle
0: i see more utility in mass passenger automated vehicles than personal automated vehicles i think that's just wasteful um to have personal automated vehicles I, i did have a vision. Personal vision of uh, kind of like a track based road system where pods would just click into, you know, track slots. And so they could go at whatever speed they wanted to because there would all the cars would be going the same, all the pods would be going the same speed. But as far as individual autonomous vehicles, that does seem very like excessive. So, but I, like group transit, totally for it.
1: I just watched, you know, something of like the first subway in Boston on Netflix. Yes, I'm a total sucker for like you know history stuff so i watched and the people were like you know riding around in horse and buggy still and the car was just being in venice is like early 1900s um and it was very strange for them to look at a car and a road going wow i can't imagine a road full of those i i don't know if i can imagine a road full of automated vehicles but let's say we fast forward to a society that has a bunch of automated vehicles when we look back on today and go, wow, can you, you remember when we used to have to have these fossil-fueled individual personal cars and they were so expensive, but you had to have one because for whatever reason as a society we chose that no I, my personal movement that at my control is more important than mass transit. I mean, we're from the Midwest. Chicago has the L train, but where I'm from, good luck on any sort of mass transit. So,
0: Right. There's no public transportation where you are, really.
1: So um it, it's very foreign to me to go really one day I'm going to buy a, a car where I can just text and drive happily because I'm not actually driving is that is that the end goal is that... <laughs> cool. is, is that what I'm buying <laughs> is that the sizzle of a uh, I don't know an automated car that now I can text and drive without or, and then I don't have to I don't have to get Uber because
0: Right. The thing would be is the, it's a productivity thing. So if I'm, if I'm not having to navigate my vehicle, then I could be more productive,
1: but, mm, uh, but would you be willing to pay the, it's gotta be tens of thousands. It's like Prius, you know? Yeah. Priuses are not the same amount of money, but you're supposed to be saving in the long run. You're not going to be saving in the long run by getting an automated house so you can get more tweets per second out. Right.
0: Right. But I think you are taking the personal time productivity. I think for a while it would be like, I'm a super powerful mover and shaker and I'm being automatically transported from point A to point B and point B to point A so I can be working in those time periods. But that's public transport. Well,
1: you know, here's the thing that requires this zero amount of technology that would be a huge productivity enhancer to our entire society. You know what that is, Bob? Nope okay dead robots. air bad bad for radio when we have dead <laughs> air like that <laughs> robots working from home you and i both work from home i don't know oh of course working from home <laughs> means i don't have to have one of these personal person persicle. i just made a word personal <laughs> vehicles <laughs> you know that that is either automated or not automated i don't need them so i i saw an interesting tweet i hope i retweeted it but it was basically somebody said hey so you're telling me you don't hire remote workers yet you have a giant campus and none of you see each other anyway and you all have to connect with zoom and slack um you are all working remotely you just drive in to do, to, to do it you know
0: oh very good point that is brilliant
1: so we don't yeah, even need technology we have that technology guys just yeah saying. most
0: days i don't even have access to a car that's insane
1: So so I will agree with you saying that I I have zero utility for a if I take my little Ford Focus out here and just make it driverless. That uh, that does not help me at all. What will help me is if I can get on some sort of automated transport that will take me automatically from here to Chicago and back, so I can go see Bob and not have to drop you know a bunch of money on tolls or vice versa, where you'd have to do the same to come see me. I could just and also have it
0: super fast,
1: and I could, my tweets <laughs> per second would go way up, and to the chagrin of many people. But whatever, deal with it. Um, so I, I almost think we're chasing the wrong technology when it comes to automated driving I believe it
0: I I would tend to agree with that but maybe it's the I think it's the precursor to something else I think you have to have proven I think you'd have to have proven individual automated transport before you can go the mass automated transport although man I feel like in Copenhagen their train system has been mostly automated for a really long time
1: all right, so uh, familiar with fact a, checkers,
0: help help us out there. Our Danish friends, help us out there. Have
1: you ever heard of a guy named Elon Musk? Oh yeah. So he's got his hands in a lot of stuff. Everything. And I used to really not like Elon Musk, and the reason is <laughs> or was is because when I heard that Elon Musk started PayPal, I'm like, oh, God, I hate PayPal, even though I use PayPal. But I'm like, he's the guy, you know, who does.
0: What's to hate about PayPal?
1: Well, because it was it was kind of li- linked in with eBay for quite some years, and if you had trouble yes. on eBay, eBay and PayPal might point fingers at each other, going, "No, you get you talk to them. No, you talk to that." And you know, it's just kind of like this weird. It's like, okay, so I'm screwed. That's what you're telling me, you know. <laughs> so that's that was my primer to Elon Musk. And then over the years, okay, he started Tesla. Cool, yeah, whatever. I don't need an electric car, which. It's still true. Um, it would be cool, but not at the price that it's being offered. You know, Because it's not just an a everyman electric car. It's a. Everyone rich-
0: needs insane. Everyone needs insanity <laughs> mode.
1: Silicon <laughs> so Valley. Um, and then Uticrous. you got SpaceX. Uticrous mode. SpaceX. He's got The Boring Company. And I had a point to all this. Um, oh, he's doing the Hyperloop. Uh, are you familiar with the Hyperloop? Yes. So.
0: It's basically magnetized hovering transportation that goes super fast from point A to point B. Zoop.
1: So here in America, you know, I watch these history stuff and we did this one thing called the Transcontinental Railroad back in the day. And we, we spiked the football, even though I think football hadn't yet Ben and then we were like, "Fuck yeah, America! Yeah, transcontinental rail. You fuck you, everybody else. Yeah, we got a we got a railroad." And then Europe like totally owned us. There was like so yeah. much rail everywhere in Europe. We're like, oh, yeah, how about horns <laughs> up? We got a steam train. And then we kind of gave up on the whole railroad thing. And that, then it, it, then it's real hard to find passenger railroad now. Our railroads basically for like long haul crates of crap or hazardous materials. So. I really like the idea of the Hyperloop, you know. I
0: thought it was for rolling uh, graffiti art shows.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, you know some good shit on there, you know. <laughs> yes. Anyway. I am a huge fan of graffiti art. I had this thought the other day, you know, or because of the subway thing. So, so subways are cool inside Boston, inside New York, inside Copenhagen. But how about inside a country? Wouldn't it be great if you had the underground in an entire No weather to worry about, no no roads to plow. Let me just go in the tube and I come out in Chicago, you know. That's that's it would be, but
0: our country's really big.
1: It is. But you know what? New York, Philadelphia, and Boston are relatively close. Especially New York and Philadelphia, for instance. Right. Well,
0: they're connected by trains. Overland they are. So this is
1: this is more of a uh I live, you know, you know where I live. Um in the middle, I don't know about drilling
0: big old holes under the ground, though that kind of frightens well, me.
1: It would be a problem when you get to Wyoming because apparently, that Yosemite National Park is a ticking time bomb of hot magma that's going to explode at some point. So, you might want to like put a fork in the road. It has right actually there.
0: exploded at one point, they're just waiting for it to explode again.
1: Well, hopefully, it's not for a while.
0: Yeah, they don't, they can't really
1: tell. So, um, yes, you're right, underground is. Probably unfeasible. Not probably it is. But if they can if they can build a tunnel, and I watched the channel today, construction, <laughs> from from England to frickin' France, you know, that's you know, that's a good what thirty miles or whatever. How, how do you have so much
0: free time during the day? I don't. Just...
1: It's pink noise, man. I listen okay. to uh the brothers' weems. Uh, I, I made it through all of their Star Trek podcasts. And you cleared the catalog. I cannot Sit in a room with no noise. Like I had the fan on when just prior to the show because I can't be in a room that's no noise. I have to either have white or pink noise. That's just the way I am. So that's anyway, you're throwing me off track, baby bar. It's my job. So it's the my Hyperloop, job. I'm the best in the business. Hyperloop sounds really cool, <laughs> but the problem with that is, is you got to suck all the air out of it. And when, And you have to have a vacuum in there. And the problem is, is when you go from vacuum to not vacuum uh, with a little teeny tiny hole, it becomes an explosive um, event. And so any terrorist who's like, hey, you know, and that could be domestic or foreign. Hey, you know, I want to I want to be on TV because I know all the major places will put me on TV if I do some bad stuff. So, you know,
0: poke a hole in a tube.
1: So I don't self-driving cars. Nah. Um, I would like to have, you know, truck drivers like the number one job in Indiana, and it's the number one job in many states um, because we have a lot of cargo that needs to be moved. But I thought we had this solved naively. That's, I thought it was called railroad. Don't we have trains to like move a bunch of stuff? Now, apparently the volume exceeds that. And my brother-in-law, is in, uh, he, he drives the train to Chicago, uh, Chicago and Cincinnati. So he gives me insights. And he's like, eh, whatever. It's like a million dollars per mile for right. rails. And it's a no straight idea.
0: line. And that's it
1: yeah <laughs> so um, there's gotta be a way around this and, and I just think self-driving cars may or may not be that because if you're gonna have self-driving cars, why don't you just make it way easier and have a lane that has a rail in it and self-driving car you know very amusement park style where it's driving and it can hits the bumpers <laughs> you know or you know more sophisticated than that and then it just yeah it right. goes and it just doesn't hit the car in front of it. That's all you got to do. Why do we have to have freaking laser sharks with lasers on their heads spinning around on top of a car trying to take all these measurements? I I get that it's cool, but are we over engineering? God, I sound like such an old guy. Get off my lawn,
0: <laughs> get Who off my am lawn. I
1: anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I've watched you
0: go from. Happy-go-lucky to, like, super-angry guy with this birthday of yours. Just...
1: Oh, yeah. Wow. When you hit 40, it's it. you realize you're on the downward spiral. You're on the back nine, right?
0: Oh, God. You're so full of shit. 40 is the new 20. Come on, man. Embrace it.
1: Hey, whatever. whatever what, yeah. Tell that to all the back braces and chair pads that I now own and all that. Whatever. Got to
0: get you on an exercise regimen.
1: So, Bob, um what technology I mean we've seen a lot we've got robots we've got robots that can apparently open doors we've got self driving cars we've got robots that can order you pizza Um, you you know I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch what excites you moving forward if anything
0: what excites me in a positive forward. way
1: sorry let, let, let's stipulate it's got to be like i want this I, take my money
0: we're trying to go out on a high note i see um i would like uh automated lawn and home care technology other than roombas you know things that can do above ground and at ground level tasks so i, w- I would take some robot automation in the home and lawn care realm i'm excited about those enhancements
1: All right. How about you? Mass transit. There's got to be a way. I mean, we've had the automobile for over 100 years. We've had the train for way more than 150, 175 years. We still haven't solved mass transit. And that's what I think we need to be focusing on rather than, hey, look at this. Now you don't even have to what I call lazy stuff. Lazy technology is, (laughs) hey, Google, order me pizza. (laughs) You know, it's very idiocracy plot going on here. (laughs) So uh, that's, you know, I think we need to solve like societal problems. And I think calling to get your hair done or getting a dinner reservation doesn't qualify to me as a societal problem at this point.
0: It doesn't, but I have to believe that it is, like I said earlier, it's some kind of lever or it's some kind of step up To something that's coming next like it's the beta or the version 1.0 of something else
1: it's like people doing ai are are hell-bent on replacing us humans it's like guys you know we're trying we can't quite replace humans but we're we'll we'll let you know the progress we're getting there and that's like uh let me ask you this machine learning to me and ai but especially machine learning which is statistical I think it's just snake oil, man. I, I really just think it's snake oil. I mean, great. You've tabulated a bunch of statistics. That's what machine learning is. It's it's quantitative analysis. Right. It's statistics. doing
0: probabilities. Right. right.
1: I don't think that's at all exciting anymore.
0: Well, it's, they have tons more data to collect. I mean, think about it. You have, as a human, we have not just our own experiences, but we have the collective experience since the dawn of man
1: in theory, we we, so we shouldn't call it machine, machine learning's learning has got a long way to go we shouldn't call it machine learning we should call it ricky bobby learning 60% <laughs> of the time it's right every time <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> i don't even think it's that high i think well, it's like 40% that's what of the i time. i
1: mean it's just like um is your ai worth it if it's wrong to you know a third of the time doesn't it need I to be i think the
0: theory is but i think the theory is it's a curve so, they're right 40% of the time now, but as they keep collecting, 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 that, that's going to actually curve up. So, you're saying it's, much it's, more it's like
1: the U.S. intelligence on Iraq in 2003. So, hey guys, we think we're right. Close counts. Whoops. So, they must have been... <laughs> used, so, you know, at what point... I mean, I think you have to have high accuracy in order for it to be practical. Otherwise, it's just like this academia... To get your PhD, we did this machine learning test, blah, blah, blah. It's really not practical, but, you know, I got my yeah, PhD. Yeah, but that,
0: that mimics us perfectly as people. I mean, most of us don't get shit right 80% of the time. That's why I average is 50. Well, like that's the middle of the bell curve.
1: But <laughs> when we write an app, um, like, coding is deterministic, you know, when I do something, the computer is only going to do what I tell it to. Nothing more, nothing less. Right, And that's single focus, though. So They're trying
0: to do machine, much more
1: net-based. Machine learning is non-deterministic. Well, it, it's, you know, it's statistic. It's it's a probability, like you said. And I, and that just doesn't work very well. You know, uh, have, you, have you seen Infinity War, the new Avengers? No. Are you a Marvel superhero movie goer? Okay, so if I throw out a spoiler, you're going to be fine. Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway. I just wanted to see if you said yes or no. So Vision, Vision is a character in the Marvel Universe. He is kind of like a machine hybrid human. He's like the artificial intelligence to the nth degree, and... They're getting their ass handed to him in Infinity War by Thanos. Uh, like people are just dying. Superheroes are dying, like for reals. And he's like, "Yeah, I've done the numbers, Tony Stark or whoever he's talking to. I've run good a gajillion scenarios, and it doesn't look good." And Tony Stark or somebody, whoever, is like, "Well, how many do we win? Just one. You know, That's
0: all we need just got to win once."
1: So. I, I I don't think close is good enough for most things. Now, the only thing I've seen that's fair, like loosely practical is, hey, we have a picture of a hamburger. Can you determine if this is a hamburger or not? And then it's like only right 90-some percent of the time. Like, what is, <laughs> Did you think it was a kitten the other 5%? What was the other 5%? And you know what? If you can't do that, you had one job. Tell me what's in this picture. Now, I realize that's really hard. But I, I also think you know, my, my thesis statement is AI will never replace a human ever, but we will, but you got to make
0: mistakes. You got to make mistakes to learn. So we, we could go on for hours and hours on this one. So that's going to be another topic.
1: sounds like good marketing. Yes. It's not perfect.
0: Well, keep Keep funding
1: machine learning.
0: (laughs) We're not perfect. All right. That's going to be another topic. We're going to go, we're going to go long on that one soon. Uh, we got to come up with some ideas for topics to talk about tomorrow with our special guest.
1: Uh, we do. On the um, next show. You want to tell the audience a little bit about our next guest? Well, our, our first guest on the podcast. It will
0: be the next episode, so it could be tomorrow or the episode after you listening to this one or perhaps you listened to that one before. I don't know how that all works in the podcast world. But tomorrow we have a, a very special guest. Uh, he just released his... A comedy special on Amazon Video. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about how uh, technology has worked its way into the development of comedy and uh, probably just about how he's built an audience as a comic over the years and got to that big release my first special stage. So we'll learn more about Tom Clark on our next episode.
1: That's awesome. I, uh, I hope to get to watch his uh amazon video show before the episode but tight schedule between now and tomorrow i've got i've got some uh coding to do with my pink noise It wouldn't do him justice if i couldn't give him all my attention so
0: well i watched it so we can we can definitely we can definitely carry it
1: awesome all right where does that leave us bob
0: all we got to do now is
1: bring the lightning